We got a very active peanut gallery, don't we? <clears throat> okay. Uh, what was I going to say when I before I interrupted myself? Uh, oh well, never mind. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was thinking well, before I came up here. Oh yeah, I want to I want to mention this and mention that and. I mentioned this, but I forgot what that was. So, and then, then the peanut gallery, you know, and that, that got. Say what? Pastor. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, all, yeah, Pastor, yeah, yeah. We want to remember Pastor King as he is traveling. Uh, he'll be traveling uh, Sunday. He's going to be going to Park Ridge, and right after Park Ridge, he's going to be heading up. Uh, North somewhere, somewhere. Uh, what? Yeah, he, he mentioned a, a town that he was heading for, but what? Oh yeah, Johnson City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to he's going to be stopping at somewhere else. So he he mentioned some other location that he was heading towards, and and I forgot what that was, but he told me so. Uh, <clears throat> My remembering is isn't uh, too uh, swift lately. Uh, of course, I, I got an excuse. See, at least wise, that's what I'm going to claim. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you for the salvation we have through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the blessings that are ours because of him. Thank you that you bless those around us because you have made us your children. And they are there basically to provide a living for us and other things. Heavenly Father, it's so amazing how you work through other people in helping us and us helping others. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would be with Pastor King as he travels uh, up to Tennessee. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will grant him traveling mercies and give him a safe trip. And I pray that he will have joy in his trip up there and back. And Heavenly Father, I pray that all that is said and done will bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to go back. Okay. okay, the text we're looking at is chapter 1, verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us unto the kingdom of his dear son. Now, in other scriptures, it says, translated us from darkness into the, into the kingdom of light. And uh, <clears throat> let's see, there's another. 
Odrat. Okay. Well, anyway, so, <clears throat> but we, we were in darkness before we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know, kind of like the light goes on and we get saved. And now we see that there is light and the Lord Jesus is the light. And we see the darkness around us. And we, as we look in scriptures, we can understand what's going on. There's a big battle between light and darkness. Light always wins, but at times darkness, you know, gets, gets the best of us. And we think, oh, darkness is winning. Darkness may seem to be winning, but God has a plan and a purpose in all things. Uh, the Israelites thought their life was disaster because they were made slaves to the Egyptians. But then the plagues came and boy, it really got bad during those plagues. But then some of the plagues started only affecting the Egyptians and the Israelites were, I don't know, we don't, we don't have any problems. Oh, I wonder what their problem is. So, you know, it, it was God winning. And eventually they were let loose and they borrowed from their neighbors, the Egyptians, and spoiled them basically, and took all that wealth with them out into the wilderness. That was all part of God's plan. But it sure seemed dark for them for many years. <clears throat> of course, God wanted them to start realizing they need him. And so that's why he prepared Moses. And of course, that was what, 80 years in the making? He was raised as, a, as a, an Egyptian for 40 years. He went out into the desert for 40 years. So it took him 80 years to get him ready. And all that time, they were in misery and, and so forth and persecution. But God had a plan. And the people needed to want God's plan. And even when he came, when Moses came, they still kind of, well, we don't know about you. Yeah, why don't you just go away and leave us alone? <laughs> Some of them said that. But, you know, I mean, but God was working it out for his glory and they're good. So they're, they're now free. Moses, you jerk. Why'd you bring us out in the wilderness to die? We could have had onions and garlics and leek back there in, in Egypt. And now we got nothing out here. And we had a, we humans, we, we have a good time, a good thing going, and we don't realize how good it is. And we, but that's just the human nature. We're, we we have a bad attitude. Instead of be, having a thankful attitude and looking forward to what God's doing and, and what we're going through, God's got a plan in everything. And we just got to see what he's doing and where it's going. And we will give praise to him. Job, boy, he had it rough. And yet God was using him as an example to all the rest of us. How many of you have read through Job and thought, oh man, what this guy's going through, it's terrible. And his friends are beating up on him, friends. Uh, <clears throat> and yet God was having Job go through that and it's giving comfort to 
all the rest of us. He was bragging on Job. You reckon God might be bragging on one or two of us? And we go through a disastrous time and, oh, it's terrible. But yet people look at your situation and say, that person's different. And so the, the, the seed's planted. Well, what's so different about that person? And they, they, they get curious, and God uses that to bring about their conversion. So you can, never can tell. But God is using us. God has a plan. And God has given us the light that we can live by, and we're no longer in darkness. Now, where we left off last time was Isaiah 9-2. We went through all those other things, and now we're at Isaiah 9-2. Uh, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadows of death, upon them hath the light shined. We walked in darkness when we were lost. Then we came to salvation and saw, oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, he's what I need. If I have Jesus Christ, I have no fear of death. I know where I'm going. I'm going to a much better place. So I'm going to a place of light, eternal light, a, a place where there will be no night whatsoever. And Jesus Christ himself will be the light of the world. <clears throat> so we have seen a great light, Jesus Christ. We look at the cross and what he went through to pay the penalty for our sins. Wow, that that's God's love demonstrated openly God's love for each and every one of us. Uh, and they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. We're, we're, it's it's like, like we're sitting under a cliff and that shadow is always there and we're kind of, ooh, I, I don't know when it's going to fall down on me. And now we've moved away from the cliff and we've seen light, and we're not afraid of that cliff anymore because it's no longer there. We have a great Savior in Jesus Christ. We have the light. We're not in darkness. We're not at, uh, under the shadow of death. We have the light in Jesus Christ. Isaiah 42, verse 16, and I will bring the blind by a way that they know not. And I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. This is God's promise to us. I will bring the blind by the way that they knew not. I mean, how many of us knew that we were going to get saved? How many of us knew what was our life going to be like? We didn't know. It's all God's plan, and we follow it day by day, step by step, and we follow it with faith in him. We trust our great God. Uh, I will lead them in paths they have not known. How many of y'all knew that 
you know, what the Christian life was like when you came to know Jesus Christ. You knew it all, right? Oh, oh yeah, Lori knew it all. She knew it all. Yeah, so if you need to ask anything, just ask Lori. She'll tell you all about it. She's over there. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we didn't know where we were going to go or what we were going to do. Uh, when I came to know the Lord Jesus, no way would I be standing in front. Of, in fact, I was chicken noodle soup. I couldn't speak in front of anybody. But then when I got assurance of my salvation and I knew I was saved, it was like, they're just my friends. And I can talk to my friends, no problem. So I got over my fear. So here I am standing in front of a group of people talking. Uh, I will make darkness light before them. Again, without Jesus Christ, we're in darkness. When we have Jesus Christ, we've got light. We know where we're going. We have God, the Holy Spirit, guiding us in the path we should go. We've got God's word that shows us where he wants us to go. We've got all these wonderful things that give us light uh, and make crooked things straight. As in, it's a straight line, not as a very narrow, but it's a straight shot. We've got a straight shot walking the path that God has for us. We just keep going, following his plan and following his purpose in our lives and things go right on schedule. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Oh, that's, that's comforting. We know that God is with us. We may not see him, but he is with us. And this is all because we have light. We're not in darkness. Uh, the Lord Jesus says, uh, uh, I'm trying, how did, uh, the servant doesn't know what's, what the master's doing, but you are my friends. So I'm going to let you know what's going on. Uh, that's a paraphrase, a real rough paraphrase of what the Lord Jesus said. He calls us his friends and we are, he is our elder brother. So he's going to know, let us know what's going on. And that is very special. He tells us what's going on. We have light. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I still got. Okay. First Thessalonians 5, verses 2 through 5. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. We're not in darkness. You hear that? We're not in darkness. We have light. We have the light. We have God, the Holy Spirit, indwelling us. That that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light. Again, we're not under darkness anymore. We have the light. We are in the light. We are in Christ Jesus. And the children of the day... Uh, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Again, we are of the day. We have light. We have the light of God's word. We have the light of Jesus Christ himself. We have the light of God, the Holy Spirit indwelling us. We have our Christian brothers and sisters 
that can help us and, and encourage us and talk to us and get help and guidance from them. Uh, so we have light. Uh, so, you know, people are, what's coming? I don't know. Oh, Israel's getting into fights. Oh, no. What, what's that going to mean? Is it going to be a big giant war again? And is, is the price of gas going to all skyrocket again? Oh, no. What are all these things going to? No, we don't need to worry about that. It's God has told us where what's going on. We know what's going on. He's preparing things for when we suddenly disappear. When the rapture occurs, when God's plan comes to pass, where it's time for the church to be taken out and leave everybody, what happened? Of course, then the great lie goes out. Oh, this is what happened. Oh, they're they're bad. They're they're evil. They're they're hiding. So we need to stamp everybody, and and so we can all join together and not be uh, hornswoggled by these nasty old Christians that are in hiding. We 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 got to watch out for these people. They're they're mean and vicious and and uh what are all those things they used to say about uh christians uh mean-spirited uh uh yeah th th that's us christians yeah uh-huh sure uh anyway uh first john chapter one verses five through seven this then is the message which ye have we have heard of him of the lord jesus and declare unto you that god is light and in him is no darkness at all if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So if you want to check up on yourselves, make sure you're walking in light, not in darkness. If you're not reading the scriptures, if you're not getting, spending time with God in prayer and getting his guidance day by day, you might want to check up on yourselves. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We are in the light. Let's walk as though we are in the light, not stumbling around in the dark, not knowing what's going on. Oh, what I, what I trip over. Uh, we shouldn't be tripping over things because we have the light of God's word. We have God, the Holy Spirit, indwelling us. Let's lean upon these uh, objects of light that we have, these tools that we have that are light, and they give us insight into what's coming. We can see, whereas most of the world, they don't know what they're stumbling at. They don't know why. Why didn't this work? Because they don't have the God we have. They don't see the world as God sees it, and the way what God sees it is reality. They've got their, they're living in a fantasy world and they think they've got, they've got it all under control. They've got nothing under control. God is one in control. And as, as long as we're knowing what God's wanting us to do, then we stay in his path for us. And so we are in the light. Okay. Now, now we get to the section where we, so we're supposed to be. Yeah. Signs supporting the Christ. And it has to do with light. <clears throat> In John chapter 12, Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. 
And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Uh, Jesus said, you heard God speak. You heard that he spoke. So this isn't, this wasn't for my benefit, but for your benefit. You heard God speak. <coughs> and that you may know that this is going on, that he has sent me. And this is for your benefit. So many things Christ did. I mean, the miracles, the signs, the wonders he did. He didn't do it for his benefit. Say, Look at me. He's saying, listen to my message. God has shown you this miracle to say this message is true. And, and they show us a sign. I've shown you signs and you didn't pay attention to them. Why should I show you another one? Would you listen to it? You didn't listen to all the other ones. So, yeah, was an evil generation seeks a sign. They, they, yeah, show us signs, show us wonders. We want, we want to be entertained by, ooh. Ever seen one of these magician shows? They do some amazing things through sleight of hand. I mean, it's not magic where, poof, this is here, but it's sleight of hand. They have all sorts of ways to make you think, well, like uh, roses, they're all squished down and you, flip, there it is, see, here's a, Here's a, a bouquet of roses. Isn't that nice? They're paper roses, but, you know, they, they look nice. Or because they, they might have some really fancy things and, and actually have a bouquet of roses. But, oh, wow, magic. It's entertaining, isn't it? That's not why the Lord Jesus did his miracles. He did the miracles to say, listen to my message. This is validating my message. I think Danny said that once or twice, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> signs are there to validate the message. Now we've got the complete word of God. We don't need a sign or a miracle or whatever. God can still do them. Uh, does he do them? Not, not that, well, I've heard of some pretty amazing things that happened. A coincidence or some of these coincidences pretty much seem to be a miracle. Everything just falls into place at the same time. And then how'd this happen? So, well, what I've heard you know, what, uh, well, if God's going to go in the car with us, you'll have to stay in the glove box because <clears throat> there's no room anywhere else. They get into a wreck and all wiped out. And, and in the glove box, there's a dozen eggs that was stuck there and nothing's broken. The glove box was a safe place because that's where God, they said God could only be there. So God showed <clears throat> these eggs didn't get touched. I protected them. But these people that were saying, ah, we don't want to listen to God. We don't go to church. Eh, they wound up all dead. But the eggs were just fine. So, yeah, that's a miracle. God does things like that. You don't want to make an enemy of God. Let me tell you that. Uh, I've heard stories with, uh, in England, in the 1800s, some guy was big, tough boxer or whatever. And, and <clears throat> you know, just see if you can, you know, spend, spend a round or two in the ring with me. And, 
and without being knocked out. He said, and then he got so big, he said, I'm going to challenge God. So come on, God, be here on this day at this time. And, and, and if you're not there, you forfeit and I win. I beat God. And so he was, you know, spreading the word all around. And, and here it's, it's the time. Hey, where's God? Huh? Huh? I guess, I guess he's going to have to forfeit. And a little tsetse fly bit him. And he was dead within 24 hours. Maybe, maybe tsetse fly was carrying uh, the COVID vaccine. I don't know. A lot of those people died 24 hours getting that. Anyway, so, but God, you don't mess with God. You try and make a fool of God and pff, you're out of it. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, God does things. He doesn't really do big miracles like he used to, but he does things that get your attention. And all these things, these signs support the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is special. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Uh, in first, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Them sheep are going to stay sheep. They ain't going to become sheep. Uh, I mean, the goats are going to stay goats. They're not going to become sheep. Uh, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The lost, they're never going to see the light. These goats will never see the light. Why? Number one, they're not sheep. They're, they're not lost sheep. They're not saved sheep. They're not sheep. They are goats. And goats will never become sheep. Uh, <clears throat> and so the God of this world has blinded their mind so they cannot understand it. It's in one ear and out the other or just, or, or, or I don't understand that. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Because these things are spiritual matters, and unless God the Holy Spirit is guiding you, you ain't going to get it at all. Now, I've heard of lawyers that went to the scriptures and, and studied through, and, and they suddenly became, oh, I get it. And they became believers because they wanted to see what does, what's the truth of the Bible. And when they got went in honestly, God gave them salvation and suddenly they've got the light but they and they try and tell others about the light and it's like uh, i don't get it that, that must be lawyer talk is it just you know I, I can't get it <clears throat> but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost to them who are never going to know the lord jesus christ to the goats in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds, lest they the light the lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. We're talking about the light, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. This is the light. This is the light that we that attracted us first. We saw the glorious gospel of Christ. That's the light, and we we embraced the light. We took took a hold of this glorious gospel and we had the light 
God, the Holy Spirit, gave us the light. We have salvation now. And God, the Holy Spirit, is there with us, teaching us. Okay, let's hurry through this. Okay, rescue. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we're going to be... Okay, Isaiah 49, 20, 24 through 26. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee and I will save thy children. I will feed them that oppress thee I will feed them that oppress thee and their own with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I am that I the Lord am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Uh, the mighty are they think they're tough and, and nobody can stop me. I'm gonna do what I want to. So He's going to take the prey. He's going to he's going to take captives. But God God says uh, they'll, they'll eat flesh, but it'll be their own flesh. They'll be eating themselves up, and they'll be uh, drunken with their own blood, as with sweet wine. God will be in charge. God knows what's going on, and He will deliver His people, and will. We have salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the light. So we can see evil people doing things, but we know what's behind it. God is behind everything that's going on. He is the one we look to. If somebody is oppressing us, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ has a reason for it. Uh, we just have to find out what is the good that's coming out of this situation. Am I going to be like Job? Am I going to, to be a display to others to, to show them what a real Christian is? To, to show them that Christianity is real? Or am I going to be an influence on somebody who's watching? I don't know. But so when someone's trying to oppress me, I know that they're the ones going to be hurting the most. Yeah, they can hurt me now physically, but they will be hurting severely throughout eternity. Uh, Isaiah 53, 12, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he, has number, he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and became intercession for the transgressors. The Lord Jesus Christ says he will divide the spoil with the strong. They, they steal it, he's going to divide it. He's going to be the one owning it. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ took my sins upon his own body on the tree. And <clears throat> because of that, I have this marvelous salvation. Matthew 12, 29 and 30. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? 
he that is not against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. You don't want to go against the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, he's the light of the world. We can see what's going on. Darkness, that's uh, the strong man. Okay, in this case, it's, it's indicating here's Satan. Satan's a strong man. Strong man thinks he can do what he wants to. He can take, take captives and, and spoils, anything he wants. But the Lord Jesus Christ bind, can bind the strong man and spoil his house. The Lord Jesus Christ has this strength. Do we need to worry about these things? No, we have the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the light. We know what's going on. Uh, in Acts 26, 14 through 18. And when they were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me. This is Saul, Paul, who was Saul of Tarsus, speaking to the Jews about what he experienced on the road to Damascus. And I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So in verse 18, and to turn them, nastio Gentiles, from the darkness, from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God. <clears throat> this is our rescue, the Lord Jesus Christ. So all these other things, he has the power. He can bind the strong man, and he can spoil the strong man's house. He, God speaking through him, said, in fact, I'll, I'll make them eat their own flesh and, and be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine. I can do this. I have the power. And here, Paul is saying, Jesus Christ is the light. And we're, I'm going to turn Gentiles from darkness to the light. He has the power. Uh, Hebrews 2, 14 through 16 for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. And through death, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Can Jesus Christ save us? Can Jesus Christ take us from darkness to light? Yes, because uh, he didn't come to save us by being an angel, but he became a human, the seed of Abraham. He became a human. He had a human body. He felt pain. He felt hunger. He felt 
all these things, sorrow. Uh, he's our great high priest who was tempted in all things like he's he knows what we go through. He's been there. He had to work hard. He knows uh, they call him a carpenter. But in those days, uh, it would be better translated. Uh, he was a, a stone built, a stone mason. He built houses using stone. In Greece, they build their houses of stone. So if you're going to build a house, it's going to be a lot of stone. It's not going to be a carpenter doing it. It's going to be a stonemason doing it. And that's what the Lord Jesus was. He was a stonemason. He broke these pieces up and build houses with big, giant rocks. He wasn't any wimpy little carpenter, not the carpenter wimpy, but but I mean, he was moving stones around, not lumber. So uh, he has the strength. He has the ability. He's gone through everything we have. And that's why he could die on the cross in our place, because he was a human like us. He could experience everything we could. But then also, he had all our sins dumped upon him, and he paid the penalty for our sins. And now we have forgiveness of sins through what he has done. Wow. He has the strength. He has the character. He has the the uh, the makeup to be our savior. He has the strength. All these things we have in Jesus Christ. He could rescue us. Jeremiah 13, 15 through 17. Hear ye and give ear. Be not proud for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while ye look for the light, and while and while ye look for the light for light, he turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. But if ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride, and mine eye shall weep sore and run down with tears, because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. He's talking to the Israelites, saying, uh, you you think you you're okay, but I mean, you're walking in darkness. You're stumbling around in darkness. You're looking for light, but you can't find light. All the you're 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 uh, you're he's going to, God's going to turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. You're rejecting him. You're ignoring him. You're you're saying I don't want to have anything to do with him. I want to I want to party with all the 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 idolaters. I want to do my own thing. And because of this, you're not going to see the light. You're going to stumble around in darkness. You don't want to do that. You need to give yourself to God, follow God, and you won't go through this gross darkness. Again, we have deliverance in Jesus Christ, but if we turn our backs on him, we're getting in darkness and boy, we don't want to do that. John chapter one, verses one through five. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. 
Again, he is the light. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness can never extinguish it. For the darkness has never overpowered it. Uh, so the Lord Jesus Christ is light, and he can never be extinguished by the darkness. Uh, he can never be overshadowed by darkness, and, and you can't see the light. He rules the darkness. He is light, and he gets rid of the darkness. This is the God we serve. This is the God who loves us. This is the one who takes care of us. Uh, uh, John 3, 18 and through 21. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. But this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light and that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. The reason we do good deeds is because they are wrought in God. God is working in us and we do good deeds because God enables us to do good deeds. If we didn't have God, the Holy Spirit in us, we wouldn't be doing good deeds. Uh, so we do good deeds because he's there, not in order to get us there. Uh, John eight twelve. Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Oh, I better keep going. Uh, Romans 13, 1 through 13. And that knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in uh, chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. We should, not, we should cast off the works of darkness. We should put on the armor of light. If you have light, Light defeats darkness, and you can move around, and, and we have victory over darkness. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 4, 4, 5, Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. All our works will be made manifest. Even those things done in secret, everyone will know about it. Uh, things that are whispered in, in the corner are going to be broadcast out loud and everybody will know what was said and the evil that is in the hearts of men. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 11 through 14, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame to even, even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Again, 
Things that are done in secret will be broadcast. Everyone will know the wickedness that's involved. But as uh, but all things are reproved uh, that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Again, the, the God, the Holy Spirit has light. We have God's word. That is light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. We, it's not our own smarts that, that will reprove them and is light, but it's God's word that will do it. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And the last point. Uh, in Christ we have the last laugh. Uh, I, uh, Micah 7, chapter 7, verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. You want to rejoice against me? Guess what? I'm going to win in the end. I'm with the Lord. And you you do things in darkness. I, I mean, I may be sitting in darkness, not, uh, but the Lord shall be a light unto me. I have light in Jesus Christ. I have light in God's word. I have light in the Holy Spirit indwelling me. I will have the last laugh. You want to make fun of me, O enemy? Guess what? I'm going to be the one laughing in the end. Okay, there. I just kind of almost made it. So let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come again to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are our salvation. Thank you that you are our light. Thank you for your written word that you have given to us that is our light. It is a light unto our path. Heavenly Father, all that we have is in Christ Jesus, and we thank you that we have the light of life in Christ Jesus. Help us to shine a light to those around us so that the light of the glorious gospel can touch the hearts of those around, excuse me, around us. We ask, Heavenly Father, that in all things, the Lord Jesus Christ will be exalted. Be with us as we go from here and bring us back the next appointed time. And I pray that all that we say and do will bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And be with Pastor King as he travels to Tennessee. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.